Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But despite the many upsides of age, a long life means that we have witnessed a number of horrendous events, and what we're going through now isn't all that easy either. But the most horrendous of all was experienced by our parents' generation, and that, of course, was the Holocaust and the tragic events of World War II. Our guest, Bernice Lerner, has written a riveting real-life account of two people who experienced the horrors of Bergen-Belsen firsthand. Actually, the account is one of an extremely personal nature because Bernice's own mother was imprisoned there, and hers is one of the main stories in the book. The title is All the Horrors of War, A Jewish Girl, a British Doctor, and the Liberation of Bergen-Belsen. And it's an important work with an incredibly profound message. And I have to say, I am honored and thrilled to have you join us today. So welcome, Bernice. Oh, thank you so much. I want to begin first off by saying the book, it's beautifully written, and the stories are written with such sensitivity. And, of course, this is very personal to you because uh, this moving uh, rendition or accounts uh, are about your mom and, of course, the other prisoners and, and that the British doctor. So man's humanity uh, towards man seems to be never-ending, but there are a lot of bright spots in the book, too. So I'm going to actually start talking, stop talking, and ask you to tell us, uh, uh, give us an overview of the book and, of course, why it was so profoundly important to you to share your mom's story. Oh, so uh, the book is the story of two protagonists, my mom, who was 14 years old when she was taken to Auschwitz and 15 years old at the end of the war when she was liberated from Bergen-Dalsen, and the British brigadier, uh, Glenn Hughes, who was 52 years old when he liberated the Bergen-Dalsen concentration camp. And I tell the book over the last year of the war, the very eventful, dramatic last year of the war, starting in the spring of 1944, when the Jews from my mother's hometown of Siget, Transylvania, were rounded up, and Glenn Hughes, on the other side of the continent, was preparing for the, or in England, he was preparing for the D-Day invasion and calculating the casualties that were going to happen on the shores of Normandy and their evacuation and treatment of, of the soldiers. So it tells the two stories from two sides. It follows the two protagonists through the uh, turns and tides of war. Um, through the dramatic events um, that, you know, even it's kind of suspenseful because we don't know when the allies are going to, uh, how successful they're going to be in fighting the um, fanatical Germans and going from country to country until finally they breach the fortress of Germany and they, this, in an unprecedented wartime event, the concentration camp of Bergen-Belsen where the largest number of Jewish inmates were dumped uh, in the race to get them away from possible liberators is liberated by the is handed over to the British British Second Army, uh, which liberates the camp. But it's unprecedented because no other concentration camp was handed over. In all other cases, really, Hitler wanted no survivors to fall into Allied hands. Oh, uh, that's an I overview mean, uh, of the book. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, although it's not the easiest read in the world, it is so important. And your message, uh, I, I think, needs to, to be one that everybody needs to, to know and really understand. I also want to mention that, at least to my knowledge, yours is the only book that took a look at the liberation kind of from both sides, one from, uh, I guess, an inmate or somebody, a prisoner, and then one from one of the liberators. What kind of gave you that idea? Because it's such a blending of uh, perspectives. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very unusual account in that regard. And the truth be told, I didn't start out writing it that way. I actually, it all emerged from a question, which was, how did my mother survive? She had, we had spoken about this throughout her life, my life, very organically. And she told me first about her childhood and her post-war years when she was recovering in Sweden. And then only did she tell me when I was a teenager what she had gone through as a young teenager. But she had fallen unconscious at uh, in Bergen-Belsen, she hadn't had any food or water for five days, and she had tuberculosis and typhus, and she was really sick. And and then another event happened, and she was beaten up, and she fell unconscious. So she couldn't tell me exactly how she was rescued, and I became very interested. Like, like how how did she actually? Who saved her? Who specifically saved her? How was she? How did she wake up in a makeshift hospital bed? where she had just been in a dung-infested barracks where she was laying in all kinds of stuff, and who took her from point A to point B and gave her a chance of trying, struggling to pull through. And that led me to the liberation, and the man most prominently associated it was, uh, with the liberation was Glenn Hughes, and he was turned out to be a really compelling character that the world didn't know about. He was to me, as interesting a guy as an Oscar Schindler type. Um, so I really dug into his life, tried to um, meet with or speak with every person who knew him. Uh, he died in 1973, so it was a race against time. And I began this like 15 years ago. So in the early years, I would interview people who were in their 70, late 70s and 80s. And then I went, over, I went over to London and I dug into the archives and tried to uncover, learn more and more about this man's life. Who was he? What, what was his character? What did he bring to the experience of liberation? What did it do to him? What kinds of decisions did he have to make? And how did it affect him for the rest of his life? And in the process of researching Glenn Hughes, people would say to me, well, what about your mother? What about your mother? Her story is so interesting. It's so amazing. So I thought, well, could I write a dual biography? And um, that's what sort of started me on the path. And many manuscript drafts later, it, it is now published as a book uh, where, I, where I sort of braid these two very different points of view. Um, so we get the uh, really a, a different sense of the war from two perspectives and I hope both are relatable and both are examples of courage. Courage is a real military uh, war hero and administrator and courage in a young girl. And, yeah, so that's how they're kind of woven together. And then I take people into their experience and out of it as well because the final chapter talks about what, they, what their lives were like post-war. A little bit about what they, what Glenn Hughes accomplished, and 
and what, how he was inspired to do certain types of work after the war based on his experience of liberating Bergen-Belsen and about my mother's sort of journey back to, back to life after having lost so much. Oh, you know, I'm just interviewing you. I am really tears are misting in my eyes. Bernice, thank you for sharing that story because when I mentioned, I mean, it really is a true labor of love. Fifteen years of immersing yourself into this story and then, again, all these new experiences you must have had in London and finding out about this remarkable man uh, as well as, as really diving into, doing a deep dive into your own mom's story. It must have really changed your life as profoundly as you're changing our well more profoundly but uh, as you're changing ours right now with this book yeah did it change so um it was such a an immersive kind of thing it was like when you're a biographer when you live with a story it you carry it with you all the time you're always thinking about it and you're always like as you read new things or you hear, you know, interview people or listen to testimonies, you're making all these, like, connections, like the synapses in your brain are, like, on overload. They're working full-time to sort of figure things out, and you have a lot of these wonderful aha moments, and you, and that's on the one hand, and on the other hand, you kind of have to separate it from your own life. You're, like, yeah. living two, you're living two lives. You're living in the lives of your characters, and then you have your own life. And so, so, you know, I had like during this course of this period, I had both my kids gotten married. I was planning weddings. Aww, <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of wonderful things happened too. I, I mean, I just my fifth grandchild was just born. So, you know, there's a lot of um, you have you have your own thing. And for for oh, yeah. most of the time, I was working on this book. I also had a full time job. I was a dean of an adult adult learning program. Um, so I was really busy. I was really busy, and um, and that's part of the reason it took such a long time. But I'm glad I started it when I did, um, because I got to interview some people who are no longer with us. And I'm really yeah. grateful. I'm also grateful that my mom is still alive to see the book published, and she's 90, and um, she speaks to last 10 years she's spoken a lot publicly about her experiences, a lot to school groups. She's spoken to more than 250 school groups. Um, so that's, that's really important work. So I'm proud of well, her and I'm you glad know, we lived to see this. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, how, hopefully at some point we will learn from these, you know, these events throughout history. And I did see on your website, yeah, that your mom is still, you know, she has spoken to all these school groups to share her story. I mean, I'm sure she's touched people beyond what one might imagine by sharing it. Yes. She tells the young people, these young people are the last young people, the last group of generation that's going to be able to hear from directly from an eyewitness. And um, the docents who introduce her always remind them of that and tell them that they're now witnesses. They heard from a witness, and now they're a witness. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to start choking <laughs> up here, Bernice. Any minute that I, I don't know how many hosts you've had break into tears in the middle of the interview, but you're really touching me in a big way. And I was thinking of you, too. Again, we only have a couple minutes, but when I was in high school, I was worried about if someone's, if one of the boys that I like, like me and all that, and you had, you, if your mother shared her story, you must have grown up with a whole lot of you know, different emotional aspects to a depth of, of emotion that perhaps I missed in my teenage years. But, boy, have you shared it with your readers in a big, big way. Well, I, I just want to tell you that when I was in high school, I was most worried about whether I, boy, I liked like me, too. My mother was very well, understanding I, of my heartbreaks. She was really understanding of my, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so your mom, yeah, even though her her teenage experience was somewhat different, she was she was there yeah. for you in all yeah. your heartbreak. Yeah. She as, never as she friend. never said yeah. She never said oh that's nothing. You know she never did that. So yeah. <laughs> oh, she must be <laughs> she one heck have. of a remarkable woman. Oh, Bernice, this has been such a delight. I mean, even all the horrors of war is is a story that is profound. It's it's the depth and and the again the the look at man's human inhumanity to man can can be difficult. But still, there are periods of grace, generosity, courage, as you say. It's a wonderful book. Before we get to where people can go get the book, though, I want to make sure people do know you have a website as well. Yes, I'm at www.berniselearner.com, and the book can be sold any 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 place that sells books online or at any local retail store can order it as well. Well, and I, it is it's it's uh, as I've said many times I've used the word profound, but I, I can't think of a better word. It's important. Uh, any final thoughts you have to share with our audience in the last minute or so we have? No, just to hang in there with this pandemic, and you, you, I, I see parallels every day um, between the rescue efforts. Uh, it was a different evil, of course, a different type of assault, and the Holocaust was extreme. But um, we're dealing a lot with things. You can't rescue doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, and we just have to hang in there and hope. And please let everybody stay well and healthy. Well, Bernice, you stay well and healthy, too. And, oh, my gosh, thank you for not only this wonderful interview, but sharing the story of your mother, the British doctor, and this beautiful book with us, All the Horrors of War. Thank you so much. And I urge all of you out there, please do check out this book. It's it's an important work, and it's one that uh, you'll you'll want to read. It's not an easy read necessarily, but it is inspiring in its very own way. Um, so, and check out Bernice's website as well. And again, her book is called All the Horrors of War: A Jewish Girl, a British Doctor, and the Liberation of Bergen Belsen. So, until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of Fifty Radio. Saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.